Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Rocket Mortgage giving away millions during Super Bowl 55 with the Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl Square Sweepstakes. See rules and enter for free today at rocketmortgagesquares.com. This is going to be a quick one because I want to give a lot of time to work or shoot. I don't want to give a lot of time to John McClain. It is going to be an honor and a pleasure to be able to speak to John McClain from the Houston Chronicle coming up at 12.40 p.m. Eastern because i got a lot to ask him, and it has to do with Deshaun Watson. And I even have to ask him about James Harden. I know James Harden's great, everybody. I know he's really, really good. Oh, by the way, and I also want your picks on who's going to win today's games because, you know, it's just a fun thing to do. Real quick on that, I feel that I like both road teams. I don't know why. I don't know why, which is a great thing to say in Sports Talk Radio. Hey, I'm picking the road teams. I don't know why. I like the Rams' defense in cold weather. I'm not going to say packs a defense. I'm not going to say defense travels because that's silly. I know Aaron Donald's banged up, but I think if anybody can get to this pass attack, it can be that secondary. And they run the ball with gusto, and they've done very well. The grand old man across the offensive line still good. They've had injuries, I know. Austin Corbett, I've watched him closely. I believe he's played better throughout this year. This has been a nice 2020 for Austin Corbett on that offensive line. They run the ball well. If they can turn Green Bay one-dimensional, I think they can make it a nice, boring victory like they did last week in Seattle, which people have gone – now I'm going to just go on a tangent on here. People are going after Seattle. I think Seattle, that was a house money season. I'm actually really impressed with Seattle, and I'll tell you why. Russell Wilson can only do so much. This is a team that's in flux. That defense isn't always going to be that bad. He's in another roster transition. Franchise quarterbacks, if you play – if you play 12 years to 18 years, you're going to go through three, maybe even four roster transitions. Go look at Ben Roethlisberger's career. Look how many times they've been 8-8 eight and eight here and there, and he's kept them afloat, 9-7, and 10-10. That type of, he's had roster transitions because you can keep a quarterback for a long time. Defensive players, there might be one or two who are there for eight years, maybe nine years, depending on the situation. If you have a true franchise quarterback – it's hard to keep those guys a long time. And even then, if you keep one, you gotta you got to rotate out the others. So it's hard to keep those guys. And Seattle is in a defensive rotation right now, and they'll be back. And their defense will be back and good again because they have a good system, and Pete Carroll knows what the hell he's doing. So I, I don't have any problems. I know that they got rid of Schottenheimer, and they did put a lot on, on Russell Wilson. And probably not a lot of that's a good idea, but still – I think it was a house money season. They'll be better without Brian Schottenheimer. I'm not trying to throw him under the bus, but it was the wrong place, wrong time. It's not what I'm trying to do with that guy. I think they're going to be perfectly fine in the future. I'd be shocked if they're not. But Los Angeles played very well last week. They made it a boring game. It was the right thing to do. I was very impressed with Sean McVay. 
They've been an up-and-down team. I picked them to win the Super Bowl about a month ago, and I didn't know what they were going to be going into last week. I really like the Rams. I really like that run team. You run in the playoffs, you're going to have yourself a hell of a chance to win some football games in the postseason. Baltimore, now this is come down from Adam Schefter. This is about an hour ago, and I think that Marco might have mentioned it too, and he'll probably mention it coming up at around 12.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, the Ravens running back Mark Ingram will be a healthy scratch tonight per their source. Ingram is fully healthy and is said to understand that, that this is a business decision for Baltimore due to salary cap considerations. He's supportive of his team and ready to contribute when his number is called. There we go. And this is the real one with 8.1 million followers because it feels weird, but here we are. That's a team That's a team atmosphere there. There you go. So they will be without Mark Ingram today, but they've worked, they've, they've worked well on the ground. Lamar's run, ran very well. I, I like Buffalo. I like Buffalo a lot, and I mean that with my help with my head, head headset off. I like Buffalo and I like their fans. I'm pulling for Buffalo. I just there's some weird feeling. Baltimore was a dangerous team coming in. I felt they were dangerous all throughout the year. I did not think they were playing their best football. They had to deal with injuries that other teams didn't have to. I mean, God, good, good. They signed Ronnie Stanley. The guy got hurt the first game after the big contract. You lose Nick Boyle, you lose a lot. And I think they went back to basics. Watching Lamar, if you just put his passing yards against just a blank screen, you would think he's the worst quarterback in the world. But Lamar is dangerous, and I think they went back to business, back to basics of what they've done, and I think they've been successful in the second half of the season because of that. Part of that, their schedule has not been great, not been too terribly hard except for one team. And then they got to the postseason last week, and they were able to, to take care of their business. They got the monkey off of Lamar's back, especially exercising the demons against the Titans. I think Baltimore can win that football game. I like both of the road teams today. 855-2124-CBS. So I'll take your picks. And it, I know we're big in Wisconsin. I know we're big up there. You can talk me out of it if you want. You have two more hours left to talk me out of that. I know James Harden's great. Basketball people got upset. I got a call from my buddy in New York earlier this week. He was fit to be tied. First thing he said, I answer the phone. My buddy Chops from Complex Magazine. Yeah, I'll drop names. Not that you care. Chops calls me up. He says, bad take, Ken. Bad take. About what? About James Harden. No, it's not a bad take. Because I have to ask. He's a big basketball fan. He doesn't count. For big basketball fans, the Robin Lundbergs of the world, who I who I do respect, but he's a basketball guy. He's a big basketball guy. Robin Lundberg doesn't count, who's on before me 6 to 10 every Saturday. Does a great job. Robin doesn't count. Chops doesn't count. Bill Ryder doesn't count. The guy listening right now in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina counts. The guy listening right now in greater Atlanta counts. The guy listening right now or or parent, mom or dad, doesn't matter. The, the adult listening right now in greater Milwaukee counts. Oklahoma City, Portland, those places, those are the ones who counts to this because this is where the NBA has failed. I think there are players who are worth all this conversation. To see what happened earlier this week with John Wall and he made me sick. John Wall is a proud man. John Wall is a proud basketball player and tries to play as tough as he can. To sit there and listen to that was, honestly, for, for the pride of professional sports, was honestly disgusting. For a guy to go out there, to not put in an offseason, to, to put on a considerable amount of weight, let's call it what he is, he looks like the late, great Robert Tractor trailer out there, 
to put on a considerable amount of weight to get Doe to not be a professional. You can be a professional. You can stay in tip-top shape. You can fight through all that. You don't have to go to the club. You don't have to go to the strip clubs. You don't have to do all that stuff. And you can still demand a trade. Doesn't mean you can demand a trade. I think we've reached the point in 2020 where you can be a professional and still demand a trade. You don't have to go out there and have that type of an off-season where you just pound food like you're me. You don't have to do that. You can be a professional and still demand a trade. And this is where the NBA is. I've, I've grown to accept it. I've learned to accept it. May not like it, but I've learned to accept it. But when it comes to James Harden, I think there's players that are worth it. I don't think he's one of them. The hullabaloo over LeBron is worth it. Durant. Steph, if he were to decide to, and some people disagree with me on that, and I was getting calls that they disagreed with me on that, but I'll explain Steph here in just a moment. Giannis, I do think Kawhi is in there. Maybe AD a little bit. I think in the future, Luka could possibly be. John Morant could possibly be. Zion could possibly be. But those are early, and they're not there yet. They could be, but it's still early. Zion maybe already. Because I know, and you know, that guys like James Harden and Russell Westbrook and Nikola Jokic are good players. Do you care? Because I think only basketball players, only hardcore basketball fans care. The people that follow the NBA, I think they care. So they get buried in the minutia of James Harden and what he wants and what he doesn't want. And I think to a guy who might be listening in greater Atlanta right now, he's saying, Ken, I don't give a bleep. We got NFL football games going on. We got other things we got going on. I don't give a bleep about James Harden, Ken. And I think that's the problem right now with the NBA is we're making a big deal about about a guy like James Harden who is a guy who can help a guy like Kevin Durant but can't be a Kevin Durant. Because for the people that I'm talking to who are in those markets, who like NBA basketball, or who like basketball, but it's not their number one thing. They may be a big Falcons fan, or they might be a transplant, even better. And they might be from that area, and they're a big football fan. Football's their number one. That's the same guy who's driving around telling me, let's go with the basketball, I want to get back to football. But they got kids. Maybe they're 34, 35, maybe around my age. And basketball's turned itself into the traveling road show. For LeBron, Durant, Steph, Giannis, Kawhi, and this is why I put Steph in there too, you're paying money to go watch those guys. If those guys are in town and you have a five- or six-year-old son like I do, I want my five- or six-year-old son to see those players. If, if the NBA is the king of the traveling road show, the traveling circus, and they are, you will pay the money to see those guys. Is anybody that hot in the shorts to pay money over – James Harden, to go see James Harden. Now, he plays for the Nets now. I'll go see Durant. Harden's an added bonus. When Durant was with OKC, when it was the the triplets at OKC, Harden was the added bonus. Harden's been an, an MVP, been an all-star, been an incredible player. But the general public, I don't think, cares. The general sporting public care about all those other guys. LeBron is a force to be reckoned with on the, in the same conversation as Michael Jordan. Has been a generational basketball player. Watching LeBron play angry is one of the most incredible things I've ever seen in sports. When you get him angry and you get him motivated and he will take over a game, it is something that if you love basketball or you just love sports that much, there's very few prices you're not willing to pay to go watch that. Durant, second best player in the NBA, arguably the first at times. Steph Curry has changed the way that your kid watches NBA basketball. 
has changed the way basketball is played. Giannis, international star, plays in a market that a lot of us, it's easy for us to root for. Milwaukee's full of good sports fans. They're good people up there. A nice color scheme. Bucks are fun. The whole thing just seems to work. You like Giannis. Kawhi, quiet star. I put him in that mix. AD someday, Lucas someday, Zion someday, ja, ja, uh, ja Morant someday, maybe not just yet. Harden, Russ, Dame Lillard knows where he is, and everybody wants to make a big deal about it, and they want to put him in that Harden category. I love Dame Lillard because he knows exactly who he is. A couple other guys, you know they're good. Are you paying money to go see him? And I think that's the problem with the NBA is I keep clogging your timelines and clogging your headspace and clogging your ears with a bunch of James Harden stuff that you know he's good, you just don't care. If it were LeBron, you're listening. Durant, listening. Steph, oh yeah, you're listening. Especially because it would be so crazy if Steph were to demand something like that because it seems the love affair that he has with Golden State and the people over there. You're listening. You care. James Harden is eh, just another guy who wants to get out of the city. I've been here before. I've made bigger deals about other players before that are bigger, better players than him or bigger stars than him. doesn't matter. He doesn't move the needle as much as those guys. And that's what I think hurts the NBA. There can only be so many guys at the tippy top. James Harden's a great player. He's just not one of those guys. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. John McClain, 1240. That's p.m. Eastern, 9.40 a.m. Pacific. Up next, Worker Shoot. It's Ken Carmen, CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show. You like that, old man? You want a piece of me? I don't want a piece of you. I want the whole thing. On CBS Sports Radio. John McClain, Houston Chronicle. NFL writer. He'll join us coming up at 12.40 p.m. Eastern, 9.40 a.m. Pacific. I was going to get the work or shoot. I got a call here. And since it's about basketball, I guess I'm just going to take it. It's from Larry in Cleveland. Larry, good afternoon. Hello. Larry. See, this is what happens when you let people have a chance. I told you I shouldn't have done that, Connor. I told you I shouldn't have done it. Are you ready for work or shoot? I'm ready, Ken. Uh, away we go. Now we all know the deal with work or shoot. Work is false. Shoot is true. And that should be just true or false. However, I wanted to mix it up because if I were to say true or false, that's not as fun as saying work or shoot. Since I really like wrestling and being worked into a shoot is actually being worked into something that's true. But I still wanted to work into a shoot or shoot something into a work. So remember, shoot is true. Work is is false, but it's just backwards, true or false. Hopefully you got it. If you don't, stick with me. We'll get you through it. Here we go, Connor. Let me have it. All right, Ken. Tomorrow we'll see a matchup between two 40-year-old quarterbacks for the first time in playoff history. Tom Brady is 43, Drew Brees 41, with Brady saying the game should really be broadcast on the History Channel. And later on today, another veteran quarterback takes the field. In Wait, Tom Brady said that? Yeah, he posted the meme of the, oh, uh, the two of them that. on History Channel. Okay, yeah. okay, I'm sorry. Hell, I didn't <laughs> even see that. That's great stuff. All right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And then later on today, we get the 37-year-old Aaron Rodgers on the field as well. So can work or shoot, like Brady and Breeze, Rodgers will play well into his 40s, and like Brady, will still be an NFL quarterback at the age of 43. Oh, that's false. That's a that's a work. Work. 
That's a work. Now, I don't know about the whole Jordan Love thing. Packer fans might get a little hot over that. I don't know what's going on there. But he's had some significant injuries. Brady, when you look at Brady's history, Brady's had, and you know, Drew Brees had some big injuries too. He had the shoulder injury and everything there. But, yeah, you're seeing it's, it's getting kind of hard for Drew to load up now. Um, Aaron Rodgers had more than one injury. Like when you look at what's happened with with Tom Brady, Tom Brady's had really, and he's had multiple injuries. I know that, but really one significant injury that has ended the season for him. So I say that it's still it's still a rare thing. As much as they've changed the rules, I think it's still a rare thing to see a quarterback play into his forties like that. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say work. I think it's a work. I think Aaron Rodgers. He's 36, 37 now. Uh, he could maybe touch 40, but he's not going to play as long as Tom Brady did. No. Perhaps, no. All right, Ken. Number two, in a surprising move, the Eagles fired head coach Doug Peterson earlier this week. Yeah. This despite having a 53% win percentage over five years while winning Philly its first Super Bowl in franchise history. For comparison, John Gruden has just a 51% career win percentage with one Super Bowl win as well, and he's been an NFL coach for 14 seasons. So can work or shoot, Philadelphia should have shown more loyalty to Doug Peterson, and firing him was a bad decision. Oh, that is straight shooting, my friend. Shoot. Oh, yes. That is a fastball right down the middle. Of course that's a shoot. You pick Carson Wentz over Doug Peterson. What has Doug Peterson got to do to make Philadelphia? And I get it. He hasn't been overwhelmingly wonderful. He won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. It wasn't like Nick Foles has been amazing ever since. So you can't tell me that that wasn't there. He won a Super Bowl with Foles, pulled it all out there on that Super Bowl win. A, a tremendous job by him. I, I get so angry over this. Like, I got I to gotta collect my thoughts before I start to talk about it. What you did, and I thought that Doug Peterson was complicit in it. I really, I knew that there was, like, fans who were upset because fans always want to fire a coach. That's why they're fans. But for you to make this decision over Doug Peterson, pick Carson Wentz over Doug Peterson, folks, I, what is it? What is it about Carson Wentz? What is it? A, is it just the contract? Is it just the contract that the general manager signed Carson Wentz to? Because we're in year five with Carson Wentz. He's had one run. This is Andy Dalton. Guys, this is Andy Dalton who plays for the Philadelphia Eagles. And let me go even further. I was going to do this next hour. I might not get to now because I might just do it all right here. Who picked Carson Wentz? How does this work when you pick Jalen Hurts, but you're still going to have Carson Wentz there? Then what were you doing picking Jalen Hurts in the second round? Like, I'm actually angry over it because you took a guy who was a proud man, and I don't know, he could be a total sleazeball from all I know. I don't know the guy personally. Seems like an all right guy. And you cut his pills off on national television. Made him play Nate Sudfeld. Nate Sudfeld could come up and punch me in the face. I wouldn't know who the hell he is. Nate Sudfeld. Nate Sudfeld sounds is there are guys Jerry Seinfeld said this when you name a kid Jeeves you know what that guy's going to do in his life when you name someone Nate Sudfeld that just screams when he comes out of the womb this is a third string quarterback in the NFL does Nate I'm asking you Connor does Nate Sudfeld not sound like a third string quarterback in the NFL can he was born to be an underwhelming NFL quarterback oh my god God, it's it's born to be practice squad. You ha- it just says it right there. 
and some of these guys find their way into the NFL, and, it, and he'll be in the NFL. He'll continue to do it because they just hold on to jobs some way, somehow. Now, we got to see what we have with Nate Sudfeld over here. You picked him for Andy Dalton. You, you basically have a glorified Andy Dalton. That's what you have. You picked him because of the money. And Howie Roseman, who has done a good job in the past, you know, you look at your recent drafts, look at some of the recent moves, I don't think this is Doug Peterson's fault. I don't think this is his fault. Ken, why are you drafting Jalen Hurts in the second round if, if he's not anywhere near close to your future then? It doesn't make sense. So, what was the original question? The original question was, Philadelphia should have shown yeah. more loyalty yeah, and firing him was a bad decision. That's a shoot. That's how shoot. angry I am. I am, worked, I am actually... When I say worked in the shoot, people don't know what that means. That that was just that. When I was that angry, that's worked into a shoot. Go ahead. All right, Ken. Number three. After months of speculation, Urban Meyer has returned to the NFL as the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, what has Carson Wentz done except for bitch and moan and cry and whine throughout his entire NFL career? What has he done? What has he done? He had one good run. Go ask Sal Palantonio. I don't care if it's another network. Go ask South Pal Antonio what he thinks. South Pal Antonio said it on our, on our airwaves. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get what the what the adulation is for Carson Wentz. You got you got Deshaun Watson. They just take picks away from him. They take weapons away from him. And Bill O'Brien's like, hey, you're Deshaun Watson. Go out and win me football games. I know you don't have a good offensive line or a running game. Well, your running back's basically a senior citizen now. You go out and win football games. Meanwhile, everything is done for Carson Wentz. Oh my God. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, Ken. So, number three, Urban Meyer back in the NFL as the head coach of the Jaguars, and he'll likely be paired with Clemson's Trevor Lawrence, who the Jags will likely take in this year's draft. So, work or shoot, Ken, Urban Meyer will have the Jaguars back in the playoffs within the next two seasons. (laughs) Well, who's going to be the quarterback of the Colts? Well, who's going to be quarterback of the Texans? Yeah, it's two years seems tough. It it, it feels like it's a three-year process, doesn't it? I'm going to say he's a good coach. I'm going to say work. Work. I'm going to say work. I think they're going to be much – again, I watched every Jacksonville game this year. Some people tried to call me out on that. No, I I have. And I think they're a little better – then obviously the record. It's they're a three-win football team instead of a one-win team. I think next year they could win five to six, and that'd be a great season for Urban. Then they could possibly go nine and seven or ten and six the next year. They're going to have to deal with everybody picking them. We always pick them a year early. We did it with the Browns last year. We did it with Arizona this year. Everybody picks them a year early. Some teams are willing to punch, are ready to punch that ticket. They very well might not be. So I don't. I gotta say it's a work. I think by year three they possibly could if he wants to coach that long. Year two, they could find themselves obviously in a much better position than where they were next. Work. All right, Ken, number four, the New York football Jets hired 49ers defensive coordinator Robert Sala as their new head coach. And according to reports, the Jets won't take a quarterback in this year's draft and instead will keep their faith in Sam Darnold. So work or shoot, keeping Sam Darnold is a good move because if Sala lives up to expectations and the Jets surround him with a good supporting cast, Darnold will have success. I say shoot. No, I say work. Work. 
It just feels like a, 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 a divorce is needed. Doesn't that feel that way to you, Connor? I don't know. I'm not crazy uh, about any of the quarterbacks that are available I, in the draft, and I still do think I might be crazy. I still think Darnold has a lot I, of natural talent. I do, talent. too. I do, too. But I, I'm, I'm thinking about you asked the situation. That's what you asked. And I got to consider both sides. I think Sam Darnold would do better in a different spot. I think Sam Darnold and Frank Reich would be wonderful to see. I think he'd do much better in a different spot. I, I, I think both sides kind of need it to ha- have a let-up here. Justin Fields, I think, is a better quarterback than what people are giving him credit for. I like Zach Wilson, too. I think he could be overdrafted there. I saw Trey Lance play one game. There's not a whole lot. And I, I'm doing my damnedest here. This is my solemn swear to all of you fine folks out there. I, I know what I just said about Carson Wentz. I'm not going to let that seep into my head about Trey Lance. I'm not going to allow it to happen. Tell you what, Mac Jones got a hell of an upside too on him, doesn't he? Doesn't that kid seem to have a hell of an upside on him? I don't know. Maybe it's A.J. McCarron part two, but I there's something there. Do we have one more or do we want to get to John McClain? I want to get to John McClain, but go ahead. One more. Go ahead. All right, Ken. Go. One more. The Brooklyn Nets acquired James Harden earlier this week in exchange for first-round picks in 2022, uh. 2024, and 2026. Along with pick swaps in 2021, 2023, 2025, and all the way in 2027. Harden joins Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving as the Nets look to make their push for a championship with the most formidable formidable big three in the NBA. So can work or shoot? Some say the Nets shouldn't have mortgaged their future, but trading for Harden was the right move because it gives them the best chance to win the finals for the first time in team history. Yeah, that's a shoot. What are you, what are you talking about shoot. in the future? You have, De- you, have, you have Kevin Durant who's coming off an Achilles injury. What are you talking about your future? You have Kyrie Irving who seemingly doesn't like basketball anymore. What future? No, that whoever says that, that's a bad – I'm sorry. That's a fanboy bad take. No. It, it, your future is now. This is where it's at. This is going to be the best shot you've had in a long time. So that's a shoot. Work, work. Right. This is this is the right now for them. I think that's how you ask the question, right? I'm still bang. I'm still angry over the Doug. Peterson <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. I keep thinking about Doug Peterson. I'm sorry, folks. I'm gonna have to bring it up again because I, I just I I can't believe it. You have a Super Bowl champion head coach there, and you just proceeded to cut his fellows off right there on national television. That is embarrassing by a franchise to do that. I'm very anti-Eagles right now, if you couldn't tell. 855-2124-CBS. Coming up next, John McClain going to join us. We'll make sense of all this stuff. What's going to happen with Deshaun Watson? Can the relationship be repaired in Houston? And what he thinks is going to happen all throughout this weekend. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio right now. It's the latest sports update with Marco Belletti. This is the Ken Carmen Show. It's so hard for me to sit back here in this studio, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo! On CBS Sports Radio. 855-2124-CBS. Coming up in a bit, I, 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 I probably have already done my Doug Peterson thing, so I might end up talking about Mike Tomlin here because, I, boy, I had to get that off my chest. I was in a real lather. I might get lathered up coming up here in a minute. We'll see. John McClain joins us here on the show. Houston Chronicle NFL writer, one of the all-time greats. They call him the general for the reason, folks. He joins us right here on CBS Sports Radio. Hello, John. How are you, Ken? Good to talk to you. It's wonderful to speak to you. I got to start in Houston. 
I might. Can I ask you a question about the Harden thing? You can ask me a question about anything you want. <laughs> How are the fans taking the Harden news? Well, first of all, they don't like. They, it's it's one thing if you ask for a trade because you want to play for a winner, but everybody believes he quit on his team, showed up late, out of shape, uh, also didn't score twenty points four games in a row, and then trashed the team, saying it's not fixable, which which the shots were taken at the players. And the new coach, Steven Silas, people didn't like that. So Harden's been getting ripped like crazy. I can't wait to see whenever the time comes and arenas can be sold out again when, when he comes back here to play the Rockets, I tell people they'll be, they'll be scalping tickets like it is a Super Bowl to boo James Harden. <laughs> John McClade joining us on the show. You know, even going back to Bud Adams and the whole thing with the, with the Astrodome, Houston seems to be a city that is willing to call out a player or a team's bluff on anything. Like, is that accurate? Like, they're just like, yeah, you know what, we are who we are, and if you don't like it, to hell with you. Oh, I don't know that. They pay people record-making contracts. They put up with a lot of grief with our teams here, and they haven't won a lot of championships we haven't had a football championship since 1961 when the Oilers won the second AFL title. Rockets won two in the mid-'90s with, with uh, Kim Olajuwon. And we've had some lesser ones. but uh, And, of course, the Astros won one that will always be tainted. But there's a lot of players through the years and coaches who have been unhappy. Most of them are gone. John McClain joining us on the show. So – Speaking of somebody who's unhappy, Deshaun Watson seems to be less than thrilled with what's going on in Houston. Is this a relationship that's salvageable? And if it is, how do they go about that? If they fired their executive VP of football ops, Jack Easterby, today, Watson would be turning cartwheels. He kind of speaks for his teammates. He doesn't want Easterby around. Easterby was hired by Bill O'Brien. He's been here Two years, he's worked his way up to executive DP of football operations. And Watson, we've written and talked about it so much on talk shows about how he's upset about that. People think he's upset about not being kept up in the loop on the GMR of Nick Casario, which everybody around the country, New England, thinks that was a great hire, but here they don't because they didn't want him because he's buddies with Jack Easterby. And because he comes from the Patriots, people are tired of the Patriots. But, and uh, Watson is upset because Easterby is still here. The owner, I've written about it so much, including yesterday, today, tomorrow, uh, about the owner is the only person that believes in him. And a lot of people uh, have told the owner, Cal McNair, Easterby's got to go, but he won't do it. Why? I mean, quarterbacks don't fall off trees. I know they can't do everything for a quarterback, but this is a guy that that's backed it up on the field. I I can find another guy who's a who's a president of football, whatever. I I can't find many Deshaun Watsons, John. Well, I tell you, would you do you fire a guy because a player wants the guy fired? And if you do it once, then what's next if they want it again? And McNair believes in Easterby. He's got confidence in Easterby. He likes Easterby. He's aware of the unmitigated criticism 
he gets in the Houston Chronicle and on talk shows and on social media. Andre Johnson, their great former receiver, he blasted Easterby in a tweet Tuesday, the only time he's ever done in his life that created controversy. Watson said yesterday after I did a story with McNair saying Easterby would not be fired, wouldn't be resigning, put out a thing. I went from a 2 to a 10, and everybody thought he met his anger scale. And uh, and then I'm waiting for it to be leaked anonymously. Watson wants to be traded because that was in the fans' anger meter up over 100. John McClain joining us on the show. So, uh, so- so it's a little murky. If he were to be traded, are, I mean, how many how many suitors are viable for a guy like like Deshaun Watson? And what would be the price tag for him? Well, first of all, he will not be traded under any circumstances. You know, people say, "Well, he'll sit out." Well, you sit out, you don't get credit for the season. Your big contract kicks in next year, thirty-five million. That would all be delayed. So they've said they won't trade him. He's the quarterback. What they're hoping is. Nick Casario's in charge of the coaching search. He started working Monday. He's reached out to four candidates. He'll reach out to more. They've said all along they'll keep Watson in the loop. They want him involved in the process. They're talking about the coach, and they're hoping that who they are, Watson will like him. He's told them he wants them to keep the offensive coordinator, Tim Kelly, because Watson had a great season, Ken. I mean, he improved in every statistic after they traded DeAndre Hopkins. So they're hoping that time will heal the wound once they are the coach. They start moving forward on the coordinators, the systems, and trying to redo a lot of the roster. Don't need much on offense. Need a running back and a right guard. Defense needs a overall. Don't have their first or second round picks, and they're due to be about $15 million over the cap if it's, if it's at 175 million, which is the floor. I hear it's going to be more, but so they got cap issues too. So they got to address that. And it's a long time before Watson's supposed to start an all season program. If the NFL has an all season program other than virtually like last year. So they're hoping it'll all die down and Watson like the coach, the coordinator, the system. Is there a possible John McClain joining us on the show? Is there a possible head coach out there that you like? I loved Robert Sala because Robert was here for six years. Everybody he's ever worked with speaks highly of him. But they didn't reach out to him. And uh, I like Eric Bieniemy, like Brian Dable. Wouldn't mind seeing Brian Dable. Everybody says he's going to uh, the Chargers. So they, they're interviewing Leslie Frazier, Buffalo defensive coordinator, Sunday night. They have three others, including Brandon Staley, the Rams, defensive coordinator who's having a lot of interviews. But if the enemy goes to the Super Bowl, it's hard to get a job after the Super Bowl because everybody wants to hire their guy and doesn't want all the good assistants to be grabbed up. But he'd be the, he and Dayball would be uh, – Dayball would be the two that I'd like to see. What What, what is – you know, so many people have talked about Eric Bieniemy. What is it where people won't wait on him? They've waited on – other teams have waited on other coaches to finish their postseason run. What is it about Eric Bieniemy that makes teams hesitant to hire him for whatever reason? Well, first of all, you don't see many coaches going to the Super Bowl and then getting their coaching jobs. You just don't. Kyle Shanahan did, mm-hmm. so it's rare. And uh, But he's had interviews before. He's had five interviews – 
Leslie turns the Texans down. He'll interview with them. I'm not sure about the Eagles, but uh, I have no idea why he didn't have a head coaching job because everybody says great things about it. John McClain joining us here on the show. What's the future for J.J. Watt? you got one year left on his contract, $17 million. I've always thought he would be back. They'd give him probably an extension for a year or two to lower that cap figure. But if Nick Casario operates here where he has total control, the way Bill Belichick operated in New England, then they don't give a lot of big contracts to older players. So I would think Watt would be traded. He'd be 32 years old. Not sure what they could get. But if Watt came out publicly and said he'd like to be traded to Pittsburgh to be reunited with his brothers, I think the fan base would would agree. Let the guy go. Let him finish his career with his brother for brothers for a winner. But he hasn't done that. We asked him about the possibility in his last Zoom call. He said, I don't know. I don't know anything. There are too many unknowns here. John McClain joining us on the show. Gosh, that seems to be such a tough thing because I know he's beloved. It's it's reached a icon status. It seems uh, to be with J.J. Watt down in Houston. But boy, Pittsburgh would make an interesting an interesting partner. But I'd have to wonder about the future of Ben Roethlisberger and just how competitive that team would be in the future, either with or without Ben Roethlisberger. What do you think he'll do? What do you think he should do? I think Ben Roethlisberger's last game is not going to be. 500 yards and four interceptions and four touchdowns and a loss to the Browns. He said he wants to play into his 40s. I think they need to get a running game. Steelers were 32nd. When's the last time the Steelers have been last in rushing and they were missing three of their linebackers at one point, lost two for the season. And as you know, Ken, if you're a 3-4, those linebackers are the key to everything. Mm-hmm. On defense, T.J. Watt was the only one that stayed healthy. So he opened a running game to me or what the Steelers need. God, it looks like they might need help on that offensive line to open it up, too. The last time they've probably done that, probably since before Chuck Knoll got there. Uh, John McClain. Well, they, miss, they miss Mike Munchak, their great offensive line coach, who left two years ago to go to Denver. Mm-hmm. And they have had, not had anybody to coach like Munchak because he's one of the two or three best in the NFL. Who you got winning the Super Bowl? Before the season, I said New Orleans and Baltimore with New Orleans. They're both still in it. I'm not going against Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes. They've been toying with people. I think now they'll get interested and become the first team to win back-to-back since the Patriots after the one and 2 seasons. Damn, John, I don't want to have to eat crow on that. I always said it's impossible to win two anymore. It's hard to put the confetti back in the game. Hey, you're probably going to be right, Ken. It is hard. It's a lot of good teams out there. They did not play great and blow anybody out down the stretch, but it's almost like they were bored. But Mahomes is so good, and they get Clyde Edwards-Alaire back. Their running game had faltered, and they got a lot on the line. I'm sure it means a lot to Andy Reid, Mahomes, and all those players to be the first team to do it in all these many years. Yeah, I know. I just, man, I don't want to be wrong, and I'm going to end up being wrong on that. All right, hey, by I'm the way, wrong so much, I'm used to it. <laughs> are you real quick? Are you going to the Super Bowl? Are you covering it, or are you staying home because of everything? Ab- absolutely not. I'm not getting anywhere near the Super Bowl. I dig it. I absolutely dig it, John. I can't thank you enough for the time. Stay healthy. Yeah, stay safe. You. Everything. All the best, my friend. Thank you very much, Ken. Appreciate it as always. 
Yes, sir. John McLean joining us from the Houston Chronicle. Find him on Twitter at McLean underscore on underscore NFL. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. The J.J. Watt thing's interesting. Now I'm going to have to get because I, I was going to talk about Mike Tomlin. The J.J. Watt thing is very, very interesting because it's not just it, – it can't just be to play with your brothers, which would be a nice thing. It would be a nice thing and a nice story, but how great of a story does it really become if you're going to be around a 500 football team or a sub-500 football team? J.J. Watt is a beloved figure. He's an icon there. The charitable work that he's done, it goes without saying. The guy's a great guy. He's just a great guy all the way around. And I've been, as a fan, I've been in this situation before where you have a player who's become an icon to a city and you want to make sure that they're taken care of. If you do not believe that your team's going to compete, you want to make sure they're taken care of. So you go from a spot where a guy can't be touched that to trade that guy, it's amazing that Pirno brought up the top five trades earlier today, where a guy who can't be touched, now you want him moved. You advocate to trade that guy because you want to see him succeed. You want something in return. That's definitely said. But you want you want that person to be taken care of. To watch that guy in the playoffs, to watch that guy compete would make you feel better. 855-2124-CBS. That's a real special player. That doesn't happen a lot. It takes a real special guy to be able to do that. J.J. Watt's one of them. Coming up in a bit, Doug Peterson used and abused. I still haven't gotten over it. And Mike Tomlin... Speaking of the Steelers, you might need a divorce from Big Ben. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 